Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Good morning. It's Indy. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now you can see me. Hello. Yeah. Fix the hair. No, I just got out of the shower. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Well, I have, I, we were talking about you this week, Ronnie. You were. Yeah. Um, Tracy and I, we were talking about Al-Anon. Oh, yes. He said, oh, Al-Anon has really helped. She's, she said she's mentioned it in class. And I was really, um, well, I'll talk to you about it after the prayer, but I'd really like to visit with you about it too today, just as a as a conversation. I lost, I lost you there. You lost me. You lost me. Or oh, you're frozen. There. No, something's wrong. There we are. Yeah, I lost you. Well, you know, you're, you're really fuzzy. Do you want to, maybe you should log off and log back on. And maybe it's me. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Echo. Hi. Hi. Okay, so Ronnie's going to log back on and off. Okay. And um, who's 916 on the phone? Hello, this is Indy. Hi, Indy. Hi, Indy. Hi, Yuriko. Hi. Happy okay. Saturday. <laughs> yes, happy Saturday. It's a, when you retire, it, every day is a Saturday. Well, I, I am at work today, so. <laughs> awesome. There you are. Okay. How's it going, Ronnie? Good. It, can you hear me yeah. now? Yes. We can hear right. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Dina. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm going to shut the door. Let's see, it says it's 1019. Shall we pray in? And who would like to pray in? I, I will be happy to. <laughs> okay. Taking a very deep breath this morning. Very grateful breath. 
allowing spirit to enter our hearts, enter our souls, and unite us as one. So grateful that we have this experience right now, that we can be in the present moment with one another and be, you know, be together and remind each other that all is perfect, all is innocent. And to get clarity on some of the things that we um, don't quite see yet, Spirit, I ask that you lift that up and that you give us a um, newness about our souls, that we know that, that we are guided, that we are um, making good choices, making good decisions, and that all is well. I offer up any and all reservations to um, healing. I ask that we, um, anything that comes up today, that we all be healed in the areas that um, are affecting our lives. And I ask that this be shared with everyone. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lori. I love what you mentioned in the prayer about gaining clarity. Um, I got an inkling that perhaps some of us are going through similar things right now, or maybe similar beliefs coming up for healing. I feel like I'm being asked to really trust. It's like you thought you knew how to trust before. Well, let's see if you still can. Anything else you want to say about that? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'm experiencing an interesting... How do I say this? Uncovering of my false belief that I, I thought I had healed pretty well but I'm being shown that it's there's still more to look at. And for me right now, it's about abundance. And really not attaching to what already came to me. So last year, about halfway through Masterful Living, I was given an opportunity to go back to my one of my um, my old job that I used to work full-time part-time and with the schedule I wanted with the rate that I wanted making really um, the pay was really really great and it worked so well with my um, it supported everything else I was doing so well uh, in times of time energy and money 
and things have been shifting at the company and a bunch of my coworkers left, my manager's leaving, and I also decided to um, leave as well. But as soon as I made that decision and told my manager about it, I just started to experience like tons of anxiety about worrying that nothing better is ever going to come to me. And I was like, whoa, like where did that come from? Because this was a job that um, two years ago, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I thought it was so like unfulfilling and boring and <laughs> I felt so unappreciated. I had lots of grievances about it, lots of judgments about it. And now that it's time for me to, like move on yet again from it. I'm just experiencing this um, very deep sense of unworthiness and false belief in uh, about money, about abundance, about God, about um, where my, what my source is, um, what makes me worthy to receive abundance, all those things. Um, that were just hidden because I happened to have a really well-paying job that worked really well for me for that amount of time. And I thought that um, I didn't have to look at any of that while I still thought that I would have this job for a while. Um, and so it feels right now like a rug has been pulled from underneath me, even though this is completely of my um, – I'm the one who's making the decision to go. Like nobody's forcing me to go just yet. Um, and so there's there's some confusion. I've been praying for guidance and clarity about um, so that I could see this differently. And I've, there's been a lot of self judgment about working for money. I think. Um, and I thought I had looked at it and give it over for healing quite a bit, but there's looks like there's still more gunk <laughs> to be cleared out of my consciousness about that. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, I, when I stopped my job, my last job, it was my choice and I had so many insecurities about it. And I stayed for three more months after I resigned. And, um, I understand what you're thinking, what you're saying, because, um, it's our choice. And when I make a choice, sometimes I so question that choice. And think that it is that the highest and best for me. And then I talk myself out of that. It's the highest and best for me. So I want, you know, you to know that it's, it, it can be something that can stand in our way. You know, it's the block. It's the block to the next step or the block to love that we, you know, are eager to have. We're eager to have the love. But where, you know, that step is a very difficult one. Sometimes it's easier just to have somebody say, leave, you're not working out here. You know, then you go, well, I couldn't help it. 
So, um, but that choice is awesome, Rieko, because uh, what happened with me, it's been three years and it was the best choice for me as a spiritual, on my spiritual journey, because it was, you know, suffocating my, um, my well-being for sure on my job. How about yours? Is yours is yours a perfect job that you're leaving, or is there stuff that you need to move on? Well, if it was a perfect job, I will not be leaving. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and I Frozen think another th- another thing that's coming up for healing is my own self-judgment about in the end not being able to quote-unquote make this job work as in like I would have forgiven everything and I'll like work every day in gratitude and like even if I don't like understand what the hell my company's doing like I would just be grateful that I work there etc and I can honestly say that I did my best every time I showed up to work to practice all those things but in the end, I, my honest answer is that my, like, I feel like my soul is getting crushed when I work there. Like, I just feel like my time and energy is being spent on something that's not helping anybody except to pay my bills, except to finance my everything else I do. And, And it's been that and the other side of like practicing gratitude and feeling grateful for it and seeing it differently and just been like pendulum swimming back and forth, back and forth. Well, let's talk about angels. So sometimes when we're in jobs or when we're in situations, we have this angel and they lightly tap on the door and they tell us, you know, this really isn't working for you. I really don't think so. And we shut the door and say, thank you very much. And we keep doing what we're doing, right? And then, you know, they go get their forces and then 10 more angels come to your door and it kind of, the wind blows the door open and says, you know, it's probably not a really great situation. We're, we're really not hearing from you lately. So how about, I, we think you should leave. And then all of a sudden, you know, the big storm comes with a lot more angels. And, um, and, and so that's kind of what's happened to me in my past is that I keep getting these, you know, uh, taps and, and uh, knocks and, then the wind blows and then it trips me and then I fall on my face. And then once I fall on my face, then I, I give myself permission to listen to my angels. And so I wonder how many angels are after you. <laughs> I have a question for you, Rieko. Yeah. Um, let me remember it. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, no, I was, it wasn't a question. It was just a comment. I, I think, no, it was a question. I must have angels after me right now. Sorry. Um, you said that, and you hesitated, you spoke of trust and going deeper to trust and to, to share this with us. And it sounds very familiar to me. I know myself and other people are, battling and going through stuff like this. So I was just curious, what was the trust part for you? 
with us that felt funny. Wait, with you? Well, this group, you were saying there was a hesitation to um, share. You you were saying I have to go. I have to go tr- deeper into trust. Oh, um, I, I see. That. I see. Yeah, yes. 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 I think it was about self-judgment, thinking that um, I should have had this figured out by now, or I should be feeling grateful of my job, or I should know what my calling is, I should be listening to spirit, I should hear spirit to begin with, Um, spirit should have told me what to do by now. was writing a forgiveness letter last night and like my first anger was like I feel angry that spirit hasn't given me any guidance about my job (laughs) oh I thought was hilarious um (laughs) and it's me that's blocking it I know it I think this is I feel like I'm fine letting spirit into every aspect of my life except my bank account and my job. And I don't know what it's about. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a deep seated attachment to financial independence and some satisfaction in me earning my own keep. And therefore no one can tell me what to do. And I have total freedom and, and so I must be deep down perceiving spirit to be someone who will tell me what I don't want to hear, someone who will tell me to do things I don't want to do, someone who will give me, ask me for sacrifice. Like all those things are uh, boiling and it's coming out. <laughs> Thank you for the question, Dina. Yeah, that's and and that was that helped me a lot too. It gave me a lot of insight into what our issues might be because I do actually. There are quite a few people I know who are doing that transition thing to the job that is more aligned. And one gentleman I know, like he's going to be giving up a salary of like over a hundred thousand dollars and and early, taking an early retirement to transition out until he doesn't even know, but he knows it's aligned more with. Um, yeah. himself and his spirit. So I appreciate your insights. I'm going to think about, it. I think you said some really wise things there. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, 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 when I was, um, I, I've been doing my Idaho inheritance thing and vehicle, I'm kind of thinking this is something that I'd like to share. Um, so I get it back to Idaho. And I've got my brother, I've got an issue with my brother and um, he's really having a difficult time feeling like everything's equal. So I've been the same way, not with a job, but just with the um, impact of not being able to get my head wrapped around what to do and what to say, because I can't, I'm a good person and I, it just feels crazy when I'm talking to him and I feel like he's treating me like I'm a thief and I haven't taken anything and, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought, what could I do best to get 
focused because I read in Course of Miracles every day. I talk to my prayer partner. I do my study buddy groups, but it's still, I couldn't hear the spirit. So what I did is I went back and I thought, what really worked for the deep desire of my heart? How could I do this? And I went back to this um, masterful living to our year one and I started doing the worksheet um, and I took the book and I, I printed off all of the different things that she has you do on this list and I've done it for three days and um, you, I can't believe the openings that my heart has been having um, and so uh, that's something that I could recommend that we go back because this is the best tools that um, okay so now that I've shared the tool I just want to tell you what's been happening so I get this as I'm doing this um, daily prayer releasing clear you know um, and I'm doing the the uh, um, affirmations and um, the meditations, the divine experience, um, to trust and have peace and harmony. Um, I've never really wanted to do a uniting with my the men in my family or the the, the family dynamic. And um, but once I started doing this, my prayer partner and I, she had mentioned um, along this line to do uh, to think about having an Al-Anon group to go into that because um, we have alcoholism and I have um, my brother was an alcoholic and my big sister is a drug addict. But so then that gave me another opening to start looking into maybe it's not personal, maybe it's not me, maybe it's a dynamic, a family dynamic. And um, but what's occurred in all of my getting back into the structure um, is that I've actually had quite a nice opening with my brother. And I was able to give him a phone call. Um, and I found out, I really think that, um, that it's really a freeing thing to think about that in families, you know, where there's alcoholism involved, I read a little thing on Al-Anon and it just said that um, it doesn't matter if it was your grandfather that was the alcoholic and you came into a family that doesn't have alcoholism in it, you can be affected. So it's just these family generations that bring into um, the dynamics. So we've got now, yes, we had the brother, the sister, I mean, and my father was I'd, I suppose an alcoholic, but he would drink from five until eight, but everything was structured around that time to drink and nobody was to eat. And there was a lot of control going on. And so, um, um, and so, um, and so what I thought is that it's my brother's as innocent as I am. And so it gave me an opening to give him a phone call and I visited with him. And, you know, he's got this big issue about 
when my grandmother passed away, he feels like I have so much of my grandmother's stuff that he's got this, everything that we talked about, he kept bringing this back up. And I, um, I, I really, in my work this morning on this Masterful Living Worksheet, I really got to the point of calling him and saying, this is between us. And I want you to come to my house and I want you to pick out the things that you think would heal us. Because I look around and I'm thinking, he's got a huge story about what I have and it's not even real. And, um, but the opening was more to how do we get over our past and build a future relationship? And, um, and I've never ever visualized or pictured my brother in my life at all over my, over all my years. And, um, so to be able to have a miracle to even think that there could be a possibility. Like he's a great gardener and he's a really great, um, he works, he's got a lot of, um, a lot of different skills that I've never even been able to see, but it's that when we take uh, this, okay, so the last thing I want to say about it, and thank you everybody for listening, but the, the, but when we take this masterful living, journal and we my intention for the day and um you know and so i can look at my intention for the day is to live peacefully with my family and my goal is to release old resentments and old hurts by sending all the light to this and but what what this has brought for me is the peace that i re-echo and i'm trying to speak into your into your job because when it's all in my head, I can't figure it out because I can't listen to my heart. But then when I can go back to the structure that Jennifer is actually um, given, that I can't believe in three days that I can be to one point of driving home from Idaho going, um, I can't, I'm going to leave. I'm never going to talk to anybody ever again. I don't care who takes what to this piece where I found one thing. I think I found one tool that is in his way. And, and I just started to just think about the stuff I have in storage that he could go through. Hey, come and, and if you think this is going to bring you life, come and you can go through and you and your wife can pick through some of this stuff that I have stored that doesn't mean anything to me. There's certain things that, oh, I don't want, you know, to give away, but then there's most of it is like, if I could give him all of it and there's a piece of our relationship that could be healed, could that be the most miraculous thing where if I need my camper to be polished, I'm just thinking about it because I was outside today, and I could call him and say, what tools would you use? And he could say, hey, I'm not busy next weekend. I'm going to come up and I'm going to help you. Or I've got a gardening thing. I can build that for you. What? I would give it all up. I would give it all up. 
for just those little miracle things. But I, I just, I just can't believe that there's any, any, uh, the block has been removed in my heart that I could not imagine ever happening ever. So it's just a thank you for letting me share that. It's, I'm really, yeah. <laughs> Tracy, you've got a smile on your face. <laughs> Tracy was the one that talked. Yeah. I was just smiling because, you, you know, you're at a loss for words, and I understand, and I'm smiling because I'm happy for the opening for you. This, this Al-Anon, Tracy, when we talked about this the other day, and, you know, you brought up Ronnie's name, and I was, I just, I read just a little book, and I just got a lot more clear about the, um, how it, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's, everybody tries in the alcoholic family tries to keep everything controlled and together, and, um, and so I just got to see where I try to keep things controlled and together. And I went into the perfect mode where I couldn't make a mistake because it would shatter me because my alcoholic patterns in my families were to criticize and to control and to have the one person in control in the family, which was my father, to have the perfect answers but he was coming from that same place because he had to have that control to stay intact and so the whole family dynamic is so alcoholic type of a situation that um it just placed me in a, a different spot so thank you tracy for for allowing that conversation to be um because it was really the first time in my life that I, because I, I thought, well, I don't have an alcoholic in my family, in, in my, my husband and I say. And, um, but then if you, that family that I came from brought it into this family, then there are so many dynamics to the patterns of it. And, um, I think the only way we can heal anything is to just bring it to the light to see it first just to see that so just to even for the last couple of days of just seeing it and just being with you know what Lori, you came from an alcoholic family no i could never admit that before mm -mm. Mm -mm. and but it's it's a a light that's come up it's not darkness and i thought if i was to embrace it and to just say I came from an alcoholic family that my life would be over that I would be dirty that I would be it would be more darkness for me and I couldn't take any more darkness you know I I think that I I, I can't you know and um and to see that no it's light shined it's light shined on my brother it's light shined on my sister and myself mm -hmm. You know, and and I thought, well, he needs to get that help and then we'll heal. But it's not that. So. I'm so glad I, um, you know, in 
and, and I'd shared with you too, and now I'll just share with the larger, because uh, in my family, it is the situation that it was the, um, my father's father, who was a functional alcoholic. I mean, he was working his job and everything, but he was an alcoholic, and, and there's a lot of denial about that. I mean, so it's not like we talked about it a lot. I don't know if my father ever actually admitted it, but, um, but, and then as a therapist, I learned about how um, the dynamics in a family system that is impacted by any kind of addiction, um, everybody's impacted, everybody. So, so I've felt the effects of it even in my family dynamics that are several generations down. And, um, and so, yeah, you've shared so openly about having, you know, two siblings who are involved in an addictive process and now your father too in a different form. So, so yeah, just to know that there's, um, I think it's helpful. All their literature, even David Hawkins refers right in his book. He, he refers a lot to Course in Miracles and 12 step. And I just think it's a whole area, um, to, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful resource. And Ronnie, just so you know, I didn't mention you a lot. I just said, Ronnie yeah. shared how helpful it is to her, right? That, that, that's what I shared. Um, and, and I think other people have too. And, and so I just think there's, um, specialized understanding for people who are involved in those kinds of family dynamics. And so maybe, maybe somebody else is hearing this too, and that would be helpful that they've thought they're not impacted because it's several generations back or it's not them or it's not in their marital family. But anyway. Um, and, and I know I've just been realizing more and more what A Course in Miracles talks about is that whatever my false identification is of myself, my, my little less self, I support it by how I see all the people around me, their false selves. And if I want to be free of my own false identification, I have to also release my 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 brothers and my sister and my parents and um, I'm I'm just seeing it more and more and if I want to forgive them it's forgiving myself and 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 I I see this tying in a lot with the the twelve step and the addictive process it's similar but um, you know my my false views of myself my ego has then projected out onto my brother and sister to support it you know typical stuff i'm good they're bad or whatever i'm victim and they should help me or whatever you know whatever it is so yeah so i'm glad that was helpful so helpful thank you i'm so grateful Rieko, can you see anything i mean like even in the the patterns of your job or anything that i've talked about or tracy's mentioned well, first of all, thank you for your share, Maureen, Tracy, both of you. Um, I'm so glad that the working with the worksheets brought you that that opening, and it's like miracles are just such a beautiful moment. Um, being able to see your brother or sister differently, or yourself, and um, I've actually experienced many miracles at my job um, and uh, 
particularly with my with my manager who I consider a dear friend and uh she the first time I left um this company it was I couldn't talk to her about anything that I was struggling with I because she was my manager and the way I was conditioned is that you don't tell your manager that you're thinking about leaving because um then they might just let you go knowing that you're going to be leaving and all those things and i just couldn't open myself up enough to her to be able to really honestly talk to her about what was going through my mind and so i just had to like do the standard two week notice and really surprise her and uh and it really pained me to not be able to talk to her about it um beforehand um but this time around um as soon as the thought came to my mind um i had some signals that told me that it's safe to just tell her just let her know like how you what you're thinking about and so i was able to just have a really open conversation with her and then she opened up to me and told me that she was thinking about leaving and so we just we were just able to talk really openly about our emotions going through our mind lots of self judgment about feeling unmotivated and not feeling like we can make any difference here and we feel like we've tried but it's just like an uphill battle um and i've also had some really quite powerful meditations where i was able to see her or um many of my other coworkers who i used to be triggered by um just being able to see them differently being able to see them as the perfect light and love and and then what baffles me in this current moment is that even after all those miraculous healings <laughs> i could have some days where i could be so easily triggered by something one of my coworkers says and seeing myself like act out in like a very unkind way and a year ago i think i would have really beat myself up about that but i'm grateful that my awareness is shifting now to a place of even being able to like see rieko the character who gets easily triggered by certain things and see her with compassion that she still has a lot of um painful beliefs about herself and she's still calling out for love that these little triggers can just like send her off flying into judgment zone <laughs> uh and um and so i keep saying this i feel like i keep saying this recently but there's a part of me that thought that the whole point of this journey and how this journey is supposed to go is that i would like gradually and very steadily become a saint <laughs> or like a perfected spiritual human being where I won't be triggered by anything nothing would upset me like I'm the peace of god I'm the light of the world like I live in abundance all those things and that it's like it's like a steadily gradually get better but what I'm finding is that um no it's my awareness that's shifting and Rieko's behavior and even the thoughts that cross her mind are somewhat still stuck in like an older place of um negativity for lack of a better will like not all of it but there's a part of it that's still healing that but the result of 
um, doing this work, like doing working in the invisible, is that I'm able to see even that, like the whole what Rieko is doing in a different light and have compassion for her, um, knowing that uh, in this human experience, she's she's not going to be perfect. Like she's still going to have like triggers and she's still going to have um, things come up for healing and it's not always happy or joyful. Um, but I feel like there's a bigger part of me that's becoming bigger and bigger who can just like embrace all of that and just um, no longer pile self judgment on top of whatever Rieko is going through saying that what happened to all the work you did like haven't you been forgiving haven't you been giving up for healing haven't you been part of every spirit haven't you been listening to guidance like all those things that you've been doing like <laughs> why are you still thinking about the same things or why are you still stuck in the same place or why are you like writing the same false belief on your journal every day for the past like year um and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, those openings, uh, I used to think that they would like, um, if I have enough of it, like all of my life will just like work out perfectly. <laughs> um, but what's actually happening is that like my my awareness is getting bigger even if Rico's life on the surface looks like it has ups and downs. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Rico, I can totally, completely, and utterly identify with what you just said. Thank you, Tina. 100,000 million trillion percent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, ditto. That was, that was very nice. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, Ronnie. I'm starting to see more and more how how important it is to really love ourselves and to forgive ourselves all of those all those judgments, all those things we do to ourselves. I came to the realization lately that um People talk about doing their inner child work, you know, and I think to myself, oh, yeah, I dealt with her when I went to Al-Anon and did the 12 steps and I did the the uh, four step inventory uh, where we are take a moral, um, honest and moral inventory of ourselves. So you're really they call them character defects. I've never really liked the word defects because really they are. Char uh, character defenses. They're, they are the things that we, uh, tools that we put together to protect us through our younger years. And then at some point you realize it doesn't work anymore. They don't work anymore. So then you go to Al-Anon. <laughs> but what I, I started realizing is I started, I, I uh, I would hear people say that they're working on their inner child and it's like, yeah, I already dealt with her. But what I realized is, hmm, I really haven't. What I really had been doing is trying to uh, get rid of her, like wipe her out of the existence of my life. 
I don't want her in my life. She caused me all kinds of pain. She's the one that built up all those character defects that I'm having to, <laughs> having to get rid of. So why would I want somebody like that in my life? And it dawned on me that, wow, I have not been very nice to her wanting to get rid of her and how important it is to really look at her and really see she did the best she could. She did the best she could. Uh, all, all she had in mind was to protect herself and just wanted to be loved. And I needed to give her all those things that, that uh, she felt she didn't get and to acknowledge her. And then I even started looking at, uh, you know, there was a part of me that didn't even think there was anything positive about her. And so starting to even look at the positive things about her and the things that she used to like to do and who she was and who her friends were. And, you know, I started sort of going through my mind and really sitting with that, looking at her. And that's all part about loving ourselves unconditionally, that that's so important that we learn to love everything about us everything uh, and even when we fall down and do something pick ourselves back up and not judge it and still love us and be forgiving and understanding and patient and compassionate towards ourselves and I'm finding the more I do that the easier it is to let things go if I'm working on something I find that if I'm putting all my these self-judgments on top of it, it's so much harder to get rid of. Because you can't even get past the self-judgments in order to look at what's going on with what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it's a big part of our journey. And uh, I talk a lot about Al-Anon, or I've talked about Al-Anon many, many, many times in our community calls. And so, uh, because it's, it, this is an important part of my life. I mean, it's it saved me for myself. Uh, I'm, I I love Al-Anon. I am so grateful. Al-Anon. Uh, I'm grateful to God for finding me Al-Anon, and I'm grateful to Al-Anon for finding me God, for finding God in my life. So I'm I'm always happy if someone says Ronnie went to Al-Anon, talk to her. <laughs> Because I would love to share Alan on with everybody and anybody. So it's okay that you, you guys talked about me. <laughs> Ronnie, who was it in your life who was involved in an addictive process? Do you mind sharing that? Well, uh, I just think it's helpful because like Lori said, it you know, it's one of the ways we defend, right? But I think that I, I never heard that part of how you're so my brother's been in AA for 40 years, and uh, for many of those years, he would say to his siblings, and there's five of us, he would say to us, we should go to Al-Anon. And I would tell you, I knew there was something wrong with my siblings, but there was nothing wrong with me. My younger sister and I would... Uh, talk about that and we each would say to each other we're the perfect ones in the family but in in my mind secretly I would say 
I'm the perfect one. There's something wrong with you too. <laughs> and then uh, four years ago, I can't even tell you how I got there. I mean, I, there's a story there, but I don't, I don't really want to go into it because of the time we have. Uh, but uh, it wasn't because of my brother that I went in there. My brother and I have lived apart for many years. So I don't have an alcoholic in my immediate family. My husband's not an alcoholic. My daughter isn't. Uh, I was raised in a family affected by alcoholism. My parents didn't drink, though, so it was, it was even one further back. But what happens is my parents were raised by alcoholics. So therefore, I'm raised by a family affected by alcoholism. My daughter was raised in a family affected by alcoholism because I was affected the way I was affected, sort of, you know, it's put on her. So, yeah. And there's a lot of people who have to go to Al-Anon that are told to go to Al-Anon, and they're in those rooms and they're going, there's nothing wrong with me. Why am I here? It's them. They're the ones who need to come in here. <laughs> and there's people who won't stay in Al-Anon because of that, because they cannot see that any of it is, there's nothing wrong with them. But the truth is, there is, there is, there is. I wanted to, um, I think that's Marie that's with us. Is that right? Is that you, Marie? Maybe that's not Marie. I thought I saw her face. I just wanted to see how she was doing, but maybe that's not her. Sorry about that. I just wanted to follow on that, what you just said, Ronnie, too. Thank you so much. Um, th this kind of also reminds, and, and, and some of what the other thing, Ronnie, what, I mean, uh, Rieko, what you were sharing, you know, the David Hawkins material, too, where he just, I mean, I was so impacted by the part of his book where he said, we've taken in messages that we don't even realize we've heard. You know, all the mistaken ideas and that helps me a lot, I think, with the self-judgment, too, because I'm like, okay, you know, some things I'm aware I've heard and I've taken them in and bought into them and it's it's been false and mistaken and it's messed up my life. But to realize the truth of that, I've taken in a lot of messages I didn't even consciously know that I heard that I took in and how they're impacting my life. And so uh, that's helped me with my self-judgment in, in different areas. Um, like right now, coming to mind is some of my health issues. I think I didn't, you know, I didn't think that um, getting my fillings removed, my mercury fillings, I, I, didn't, I didn't believe in mercury toxicity. I didn't have any expectation that was going to impact my life. And, um, I got I got my feelings removed without precautions and, uh, you know, went on with my life. I was doing great. And um, and then I wasn't <laughs> doing great. And um, but I realized, OK, well, I, I guess I heard them and that there's such a thing as mercury toxicity. And some part of me did buy into it. And some part of me went went down that path and um, was very significantly impacted and now I can know that's all mistaken ideas but um, 
many, many, many years of my life have been very strongly negatively impacted by that. And I was blaming myself, you know. So it, it helps me to realize that um, the way he describes it, kind of our innocence, we we listen to authorities and we take things in. And um, and I'm sure there were many messages that I took in as a young child that I wasn't even maybe maybe didn't even consciously hear but but I did hear so so and the whole Al-Anon addictive processing it's the same thing so many messages in the family systems that are affected by that that we um, have taken and learn innocently I mean it's like it's the water you swim in you don't even know it so um Anyway, I, I wanted to just something I felt on my heart to share that's been so uplifting for me this week. And, and it'll be short because you can refer to it yourself. But I, um, I'm doing the lessons, but I'm kind of um, I've been through it before. So I'm doing it in the way of if I feel like spending three days on one lesson, I feel guided to do that. That's what I'll do. So I'm, I'm behind. But anyway, t- um, yesterday and then again today, I'm sitting with lesson 123 and it's. Um, I thank my father for his gifts to me. And um, I got into a point um, in recent weeks of just having a renewed emphasis on really wanting to disidentify from my false self. And, but then it's like, well, but who's, who's, who's my capital S self? I mean, you know, what, what's that like? <laughs> I mean, what would I be like if I was living from that? And, and I, and I was like asking for guidance. I'm like, this is so foreign. I mean, um, and then I came to this lesson and, um, and it's a beautiful lesson that points to many things to be grateful for that are of the eternal nature, you know, and, um, it's wonderful for me to, and us to be grateful for the things in our, temporal world the, the 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 miracles that happen the the good things that come our way whatever but but um but for anybody who feels like this might speak to them there's things in here that just um are about what god has done for each of us that are every single day something we can be thankful for no matter what might be going on in the world of of shift and change and and um and and one part even talks about how god is thankful for us for even listening to his voice and 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 to think of that you know god is thankful to me for for listening wow and and um so just one sentence that's so um lovely it says receive god's thanks and you will understand how lovingly he holds you in his mind how deep and limitless his care for you how perfect his gratitude to you so i don't know for me um i know i'm i'm it's such a contrast when I think of how um, my siblings have 
given expression to their feelings towards me, you know, and I'm having to realize that's out of their um, their own current insanity. So I, I, I can look past that and forgive them, but I, I still am dealing with um, not believing um, both my negative messages about myself from my ego, you know, that what, what's wrong with me, and then also not believing um, what they're believing about me and expressing or have expressed. I mean, right now the communication is minimal, but, um, but, but they've expressed to me um, really intense, very negative feelings towards me and, um, and to not buy into those either, but to, you know, take in, this is, this is what God thinks about me and us. Um, and there's just so much in this lesson. So I, it's bringing me a lot of joy and I'm, I'm realizing to not listen to negative voices from either my ego or from others who um, might be caught up in an unforgiving mind where they're, I know they're, you know, they're just tortured, but I, I um, but, but it, it's been a challenge for me to not, um, be impacted in my own belief about myself by what they say because they're my family. And so um, anyway, this is a beautiful lesson for anybody who 123 feels inspired to take a look. Yes, that was great. I, um, I can so relate to that when I'm around my brother and how his negative feelings about me, I take them on and they feel so ugly. And I'm like, I buy into them too. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. And, and I will look at that lesson. Thank you for that share. I'm so glad that there is, I'm so glad that there is written word to guide us. And also, Ronnie, that inner child explanation was so beautiful about not liking that little girl, about wanting to get rid of her. Can I, I can so relate to that because I, I thought, why did I buy into that? If I wouldn't have, then I wouldn't have the turmoil that I brought forward into this, into my life now. And I love that how to get to know that inner child is as innocent and, and to love that inner child. I want to do more of that because I've done inner child work too, but I have not ever, I've always thought change her mind. Let's go back. Let's change her mind. When I was seven, I want to go back and change that little girl that had that tantrum that day that was scared that day instead of, well, I don't even know what to do with it yet, but I love the, that thank you well, i'm just starting to look at all that too mm -hmm. but i write i wrote this little thing down falling in love with my true self so that would include that little girl <laughs> And Tracy, you said something about buying into, you know, buying into the thoughts, even if we didn't even buy into them. We didn't even say, yeah, that's right. We just bought into them. 
So that's really, I love it. It's, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that David Hawkins spells that out a lot in this book. That that helped me a lot to realize what has happened to all of us, basically. Yeah. Why would we even question it back then? Why would we question? We have our parents. So whatever is going on in the dynamics of that family, you wouldn't even know to question because that's all. Exactly. It's the water you swim in. It's, you know, and you love your parents and yeah, you just take it in. Yeah. I just appreciate all the shares today, Rieko. I really appreciated your share, too, about what's going on at work. I, I could share something except for I'm aware of the time, but um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm doing having some similar kinds of things going on, so um, <laughs> just not enough time to share, but um, thank you for your share. Very helpful to listen to your process and learn from, learn from it. Thank you. Likewise, thank you, Tracy. Mm. Yeah, and I, I'm actually working on the inner child work too right now for the past month and a half, and it's so powerful. Oh my God, wow. Um, and I'm realizing that um, for me, my all my like fragmented little selves, like all the little voices I hear in my head, um, they're also my brother and sister, as a, according to a Course in Miracles. So anything that seems to be separate from me that has a relationship with me, even if it's my fragmented small self, is something, someone that will help me realize who I really am by seeing their innocence, like seeing my own innocence in them and being able to identify um, who's behind those critical voices in my head. There's like critical voices. There's one that um, likes to just whisper in my ear the worst case scenario that could ever happen in every situation or just when things are going great, it's going to whisper me that like, it's not going to last too long. Don't get too... <laughs> Um, so I've been getting to know these characters and we're like practicing, like gently inviting them to the light and giving them total sovereignty and like they can stay in the darkness if they want to. They don't have to come to me. They don't have to talk to me, but I just want to let you know that I, I now see you and I want to, um, I'm interested in talking to you and feeling what you're feeling. And if you're burning, I want to burn with you. And approaching all these voices from that uh, gentleness and love that we all like, like want so much is, has been like really life changing to just, just realize that all these, uh, the judgments and stressful thoughts that zip through my head is actually coming from an entity that experience such 
like painful hurts and wounds that the only way knows how to protect me is to fire those thoughts at me so that I could defend myself from all these potential unpredictable cruelties of life and, um, and to gently recognize together with that little child that like, no, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, and it's, it's a very gentle, potentially slow process, but um, it's been deeply healing for me. So I'm so excited that many of us are exploring that right now. I'd love Rieko, to have may the I resources. Ask? Yeah. So the resources that you're like Ronnie too, Rieko, what are you, what are you using for the inner child work? Resources. Um, I've been working with a counselor. I'm happy to send you her info, Lori. Um, and she doesn't openly like specialize in inner child work, but, uh, she's really uh, big into not making an enemy out of the ego. And that's a slightly different approach than what the, the course says. I mean, the course is not saying the ego is an enemy, but, um, to me personally, some of the ways the course describes the ego is not very loving. Um, so, uh, and well, I perceive it as not loving. <laughs> so, um, so doing this work has been really helpful to me to um, gently resolve that. Softening. Soften it, yeah, softening. Um, and also, it's also just like daily meditation and anytime an issue comes up, just inquiring like, what is this about? Where is this coming from? Or show me the one who is telling me that this is that and see where that would take you. Awesome. Ronnie, how about you? I really haven't been doing work. I think it all comes from this 75, which ended up being 91-day prayer that Rieko and I have been doing. And a big part of my prayer has been uh, loving myself unconditionally. And through that prayer, these things have been coming up meaning one of them is the inner child coming up because I haven't been loving her unconditionally. And I think it's been brought to my awareness, and I believe it's all coming from that prayer. So it might so be good to starting. What's that? Could it be that we're thinking about our inner child as an ego as this is good, this is bad, so the inner child was bad? And well, that's... That's the way I had been viewing her as, well, trying to re-eradicate her from my life, <laughs> trying to wipe her out of my life. And I think that part of, because of the prayer, things have been coming up for healing. And I believe it's because of the prayer that that inner child and all the things I've thought about that inner child has been, been brought to my awareness to be worked on. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. The next step, all and on, inner child work. Here we come. Yay. <laughs> Dina, were you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dina, Go ahead, did you, were you about to say something, Dina? 
Yeah, I actually had the same question um, about what inner child work you're doing. Is that the lady that whose name you shared with me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have this little thing that I came across this week that's been really helpful and considering what we've been sharing today uh, it's about going into your heart (laughs) going into the silence what we can find in the silence and uh, this is what I found lately in the silence is truly a field of infinite possibilities I pause to clear my thoughts of clutter and clang of the world Each breath cleanses my mind of worries, fears, and endless busyness of trying to figure out what might happen next. I direct my focus towards opening my heart and mind as I melt into the freedom of oneness. There are no barriers separating my mind and the infinite mind of God. Receptive to what will be revealed in the silence, I claim the infinite possibilities available. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you. It makes me, I think I would like to share, I, um, I've shared about this group before, but in terms of um, meditation resources, because um, several people have mentioned recently in the community calls just feeling really drawn towards kind of some meditation. And, and that, Ronnie, that was you know, kind of like that, right? That pull to go to the silence and the stillness. So... Um, I think some people are able to do that and, and some people might still be having a, a, a difficult time doing that or, um, but I found a group that, um, has taught teachers who are in, in, all over the United States, I think the world, and, and they might be worth looking up if anybody has them in their area because they'll offer trainings, um, the, uh, the one that you went to, Rico, was like it's like a ten day commitment, and not everybody's um, up for that. But but these trainings, they'll do like a Friday night introduction for an hour and a half, and, and then if if you decide you want to stay, then you pay for the weekend training, and it starts that night. And it's you go to somebody's home, and 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 then you go home Friday night, and then you come back to the home on Saturday morning, and you stay during the day for more training and meditation, and then you go home, and then you come back on Sunday, and you do that again, and then it's then you're then you have the training, and then you can go to any of the meetings they have, and just um, and be with a group of people who are are meditating together. So um, I, I think that. I went again, once you're trained, you can go like I went to just the Sunday this past weekend and, and just part of it. You don't have to go to the whole thing because I've got the training so I can go anytime for free. And I really felt a need to um, go and, and really be in a field of energy where there was a number of people um, doing this together. I find that really supportive of my own um, meditation process. And so anyway, if you want to look it up online, they gave um, – they gave the, there's an online place you can go and see where there are trainings. Uh, um, and I haven't tried it yet, so, but, but because it came up, it's, um, www ishaya, it's I-S-H-A-Y-A dot info. And, um, ishaya is an English translation from a Sanskrit word 
and Isha is Christ or the Lord, and Yah is um, Ness, N-E-S-S, so like Christness, or and um, or of the, so of the Christ, of the Lord, of the, anyway, that, just so you, I kind of like to know what these things mean. I, I hope that's helpful because for me that um, that was really lovely for me to be able to go on Sunday and and just um, everybody was in the house quiet meditating. That's that's what was going on. And um, it was so powerful for me. I went into a very deep meditation. It was very healing. And um, and people would just bring a little food to put out on a table so you can just go get a little snack when you want to. But then you just go back and meditate. It's, and that's what it's all about. It's, 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 it's quite nice. Thanks, Tracy. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's very, it's a very simple approach they teach to it, which is quite lovely. I think a lot of, I think it would help. Very accessible, I think, for almost everybody to learn it. Rienka, I wanted to, um, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I just wanted to finish because, because I've known some very, dear spiritual people who really struggle with being able to quiet their minds. Uh, one woman in particular, I'm thinking, she's a dear friend. I mean, so deeply spiritual, but she really, really had a hard time being able to quiet her mind to be able to meditate. So I think resources like this can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Rieko, I just wanted to backtrack for a moment um, to your inner child comment. Um, Course in Miracles view of inner child or the, you know, uh, I think that's what you said, correct? Maybe a little oh, more negative. Of, of, the, of the ego. I of don't, the ego, I don't okay. I'm not aware that the Course mentions inner child anywhere. Maybe it does. They do have, um, though, the Pathways of Light is connected to Course in Miracles, and I've done that eight-week training and it was similar. Uh, I mean, I'm interested in following up on the your lady's name, but the, the one that I worked with, which all of us who are in Masterful Living can work with that teacher for free. She offers the service through Jennifer, but um, she did similar, like uh, loving the inner child, listening. We did meditations um, where the whole where it was me kind of walking on a, in the inner child was on the bench, and she and I talked, and then I invited the higher Holy Spirit self or some higher version of myself down to speak with her. And I said, you know, this is a trusted aspect to help you heal and sort of that handing over sense. And then that, then the whole, with the whole goal being integration of all the parts. So um, just to, just to clarify, because since I've had that experience, I wanted to throw that out there. feel you got a lot out of that inner child work Dana well uh, Ronnie if you remember because you've met my inner child yes I I probably have years and years and years more to go on it but um, it was it it probably saved my life to do that work Um, I'm very connected to the facilitator Um, she's always checking in on me I have I have just an incredibly I don't, I call her Joan of Arc, the, you know, that's my name for my inner child. And she, she will do, or, you know, I, I know it sounds kind of like I'm not in control of her, but there are times when I'm not in control of her. And she, uh, Reese, not too long ago, 
that aspect of myself kind of jumped in and thought something was happening and kind of made an ass of myself, uh, you know, in, on a more of a public forum to a very sweet lady. Uh, and I realized afterwards it was kind of a, you know, a t- a taking offense where, where, where there was none. So, um, so yes, I made a lot of progress. I also found an inner teenager. And as Rieko said, there's critical parent there. There's all kinds of things. So I, I feel that I probably have a lifetime's worth of work to do. But I do, I have found that I will listen now to my inner child because she has something to say. And if I don't listen, I may have some embarrassing moments. So, I've, um, yeah. Who is this lady? Her name is Reverend Debbie Dexter. She is a 2010 graduate of Jennifer's program. I believe that she maybe works with Jennifer now. Is she texted me recently? Said some, she has, she, I think she has a position in Jennifer's Power of Love Ministry and maybe bringing inner child, um, more like group, the group work, but she can be, yeah, she, I, I can send anybody her contact info and she's, uh, lovely to work with. I would really. love that. Okay. Yeah. If you just, um, let me write your name down. <laughs> I've got three other people too. Well, I'll, chat. I, I'll chat you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Do that. Let's see, where are you? Okay. Um, here's my email. Is that what, would that help the email? Dina? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, email. Anybody who would like uh, me to forward your information and show. And what's lovely about this is it only costs $17.50 for the book and the DVD. And then she works with you at no cost because we're Jennifer students, which I thought was really lovely of her to do that. Wonderful. Debbie was our sacred circle facilitator last year. We're out of time here. I just wanted to clarify. I said that the course doesn't speak of the ego in a very loving way, but ego is not a person. It's a, it's a thought system. It's a thought of separation, a belief in separation. So, um, it's not that the course speaks unlovingly of our inner child. It's the, how we, we could choose to look at our inner child with spirit or ego. Um, so I wanted to clarify that part. I wasn't like dissing the course. <laughs> no, and, and I didn't think you were, but I know that I just wanted to share because I didn't want people to think that um, if there was a Course in Miracles inner child thing that they were going to be trying to annihilate the inner yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I knew I knew what you meant. That you yeah. And ego is Jennifer clarified recently too. Ego is that powerless thought system that just lays there like a floppy dinosaur puppet. That we so really it's powerless and not to be feared unless we engage it with our powerful spirit. So and that would include our inner child. Yes. Great. Anybody feeling called to pray us out? Or is there anything last minute anybody would like to share? 
prayer requests. How about a prayer request for our country, which is, um, I don't often engage with the news, but um, it just here recently when I sort of touched base with the news, I was really, and I live near Lexington where the whole Red Hen restaurant thing went down and near Charlottesville where all that other stuff went down. I live near DC where a lot of women were recently arrested for, I think that had to do with the immigrant children being um you know, forcibly taken, I think, from their parents. So maybe a, a prayer for our, you know, for that thought system, which people are engaging our current lessons with, you know, just to, to help people move, perhaps have an, some opening that they could move to the spirit thought system to maybe help us, our country, work through these, some of these profound issues. That's great. Yeah. Even right now as we're meeting, um, not for the people who are listening later, but there are gatherings all over the United States about the immigrants being held in cages right now. And um, so, yeah, I agree. Let's um, pray for the people who are experiencing that, that they could experience the comfort of the angels and the ascended masters and love with them and um, just for the dissolving of, of these very mistaken beliefs that we could be treating one another like this. And, yeah. yeah, it seems to, it seems to lend itself to sort of a lack uh, mentality. There's not enough in this country to have. So let's really go for the immigrants and, you know, yeah. Well, if, if uh, nobody else is volunteering, I'll volunteer to pray. Ronnie, did you want to pray? I'll pray. Yes, thank you. Pray us in. I'll, I'll pray us out. No, Lori prayed us in. Oh, oh, then you pray us out. Yes. No, 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 Ronnie, please do. Okay, Ronnie, do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. We take a breath. Sink into our hearts. We hold each other in our hearts and we hold all our brothers and sisters in our hearts. We hold our whole country in our hearts. We pray for healing. By our Holy Spirit self, and we're grateful to have come together where two or more are gathered. We're grateful that we feel the love of God in at this time. We're grateful that we see each other. We are okay right where we're at. 
We let go of all our thoughts. We give them over to spirit. We have trust and faith. To know that everything will work out. We don't need to worry or fear. Spirit's got our back. We're grateful for our healing. We're grateful to have spent this time to share our breakdowns, our breakthroughs, our laughter, our joys. We're grateful to know that as we heal, we all heal, that it ripples out throughout this country, throughout this world. We hold a place of peace. for everyone and we're grateful to know that we are of one mind we are one in love one in God and so it is with love and gratitude Amen Amen Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for shares and everything. Love you. Yes. Have a great week. Thank you.